Hi there. I'm Janine. Welcome to my podcast, Quest for You. And welcome to your journey, Quest for You. Have you ever found yourself wrapped up in a texting exchange that started harmless? Hello, how's it going? And then ended up taking hours? You were working on something important, but you decided to text a little bit while working. And without noticing, you were wrapped up. And you didn't really resolve anything with that person. And you didn't get your work done either. I call those times lose-lose times. You tried to accomplish two things at once, work and text, and you didn't accomplish neither. From talking with friends, I know this happens frequently. It happened to me recently. And not just me. The person I was texting with also. That makes us two. I don't know if he feels the same way about the time loss, but he was equally wrapped up. The night before my trip, when I was trying to get my podcast episodes ready for the week, that I was going to be out... I entered such a text exchange. On top of that, I had problems with my website host, so I was also chatting with them online, trying to get my website up and running so I could post my episodes. All of this in the precious hours of 10 to midnight where I was supposed to be in bed. Who's to blame? My friend? I wish. It's entirely my fault, and here's why. In thinking through this last hour or two, I don't even know exactly how much was lost, I realized so many key lessons that I thought it might be worth sharing them with you so that you can be more conscious of these times, those lose-lose times. They may not happen exactly like this for you, but they play out over and over again in some form or another in our life. We set out with a plan and then we get sidetracked. Maybe by a person, the internet, an event, something outside of us. We get distracted from our main objective for various reasons that have to do with the outside distraction. Too many to name them all, but I would sum them up all in the phrase, shiny little things. Something more interesting than what we are doing pulls away our concentration. But the main reason for why we engage and lose focus has little to do with the shiny thing. It has to do with us. We think we can. We decide to be distracted, and I found three main reasons for this. One, it's a test. A call on us to show how good we are in multitasking. And we want to demonstrate that we are capable. We are competitive, even with ourselves, so we take on the challenge. Two, it gets us results. We like accomplishments. We like checking off things. And the prospect of doing something else while doing our work is promising to us. A text exchange while writing a paper? Piece of cake. A quick shopping trip on Amazon for a couple of things we've been meaning to order? Check. Get it done. A load of laundry in between writing that long, tedious paper we are working on. Sounds productive. We think we can engage just briefly with the distraction and be done. Two things done instead of one. And three, it gets us attention. 
probably the trickiest of all to detect, and it took me some time to figure this one out. We like attention. We like being needed, acknowledged, and be seen. That's why social media is so popular. It gives us all the reach in this world we previously didn't have. Now we get pleasure from strangers liking our pictures. Before, we were not known. Distractions capture us because they ask for our attention. Someone texting? Heck yeah, the clearest call for attention. Shopping on Amazon? Those products all want to be bought. They call for our attention. Laundry? Maybe. Yet, still a distraction and a demonstration of our inability to focus just on one thing. All three reasons were true for me that evening. I was editing my episodes on my Mac when the texting started. It's so easy to write a text message on your computer. If it involves my phone, I'm less inclined to constantly pick up that thing and write a message. But I'm already working on my computer, so I'm just switching back and forth between windows. I thought I could do it all at the same time. I hadn't talked to this friend for a while, so why not check off a conversation that was long overdue? And I like the attention. He usually doesn't text back right away, but this time he did, and it was a constant boost of attention. Even though the messages kept gripping my attention to the point that I paused my editing several times just so I could text. And with every new text I wrote, I still thought, okay, I need to wrap this up. Time is flying. I need to get to bed. But it didn't get wrapped up. One complication after another, confusion, trying to understand, and... Time flew by, and in the end, nothing was resolved. A conversation that didn't bring clarity, that didn't go anywhere, that didn't bring our friendship any closer, a waste of time. So what do we do? How can we guard our time and our goals and our attention better? Things outside of us will continue to distract us. Sometimes these distractions are necessary. An emergency, an important issue that you have been waiting on to resolve. Something that is truly quick and can be done because it's necessary. But rarely are they that important to distract us from our plan. Now I know this may sound to you like I'm highly inflexible and rigid. And most people that know me would tend to agree with that statement. But I want to illustrate to you that inflexibility is important. Because I believe we are too flexible most of the time. My levels of flexibility will be different than yours, and that is quite all right. As I said in the beginning, my texting friend may not feel about that time the same way I do, but I argue he also probably could have done something more valuable with that time. If we want to spend our life in a more meaningful way, if we want to live with more purpose, get more done achieve more, make an impact on others' lives, we have to learn to manage our time. Sure, not every minute of it, but when you set out on an important mission, project, a task, something that yields a critical outcome when done, something more important than the laundry or a random errand, but your work, maybe your meditation practice you're trying to get consistent in, the blog post for a website that you own, the report for your boss, Critical tasks that, when done, add value to your life and that of others. 
then you cannot afford distractions. I certainly couldn't afford it that night. I got four hours of sleep, not enough to be focused on the plane the next day and get important work done. The ripple effect. Didn't get my episodes done, didn't clear up anything productive with my friend, and now, on top of it, I was too tired to do all the work I had planned to do on my five-hour flight. And my health probably suffered somewhere along the way due to insufficient sleep. I probably lost a day of my life. You need to protect your time. I need to protect my time. In my next episode, I will talk about how we utilize our talents. Distractions are a main reason we underutilize them. Sometimes we don't even notice them. So it's critical that we understand what distracts us. A need to prove that we can do it all. A drive for more results and a need for attention. So here's what I propose to do. First, let's be very clear and conscious when we are doing important work. A lot of our days are spent on tasks that are not life-changing we have our daily jobs where it's usually okay to serve the internet for a portion of it. We have our responsibilities at home that can be done or can be left however we please. So the time we have to actually sit down to do important stuff is, for most of us, rare. Maybe we are facing a deadline, like I did. Or we carved out that time specifically to accomplish something. But we are so much more used to multitasking than we are to focus on one and only one thing. That's why I like long flights so much. I'm stuck to my seat and I can't go anywhere. And then all I have left is to do my work. Once we have set that time aside, we need to protect it. It probably costs us a lot to even make that time. And even if your deadline is still far away and slacking off today doesn't have a major consequence tomorrow, you need to honor your time. You made a commitment with yourself. Honor it by doing what you set out to do. Turn off your notifications. Put your phone away. Go someplace with minimal distractions. Do whatever you need to do to protect your time. But being conscious about the importance of that time is step one. Step two, guard it and stick to it. Text messages can wait. People can wait. By giving your time away to others, you are disrespecting yourself. They are now more important than you and your goals. It doesn't mean that they are not important, but they can wait. And you will give them their attention. Just not right now. In the gym, I am pretty protective of my time. I will greet other people. I will have a quick chat especially with someone I haven't seen in a while. But I will not linger in conversations that then make me late for everything else I have waiting for me afterwards. If there is someone there that I really want to talk to more, or where there is something important to discuss, I can always do it outside of the gym, via phone or email, or by meeting with them at another point. Be selfish. You are on a mission. You have objectives that others don't know about. When you have allocated a certain amount of time to that objective, stick to it. Don't allow your goals to be hijacked by someone else's goals. Looking back at my text exchange, I allowed my friend's need to discuss a certain matter take me off my plan. 
Instead, I could have easily said, This is an important topic. Let's talk about that tomorrow as I am in the middle of something. This shows the respect to myself that I deserve and to the other person as well. As a famous quote says that I don't know who coined it. Starve your distractions and feed your focus. Much love, my friends. Thank <laughs> you.